0: as alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. The word transcendence and transcend is uh, thrown around a lot in uh, spiritual communities and among uh, spiritual people. What does it mean to transcend? And what is transcendence? What... Uh, what is the, the, the crux of it? How should it be understood? The scientific community has now discovered that there's much more to existence than meets the eye. Um, the Sufis have always said that you can't see reality with your eyes you have to see with the eyes within the eyes well the scientists have now concluded that besides the material things that we see there is a whole world underneath of all this which they call quantum or quantum mechanics, which is the interaction of atoms and the interaction of sub-particles that create what we see. They've also discovered that in reality most of what we see, even though it looks as if it's solid, is empty space. Most things are made up of empty space. So there is this entire quantum world, this subatomic world, that is different from the world that we see. The world that we see is usually referred to as the Newtonian world. The world that is described by Newtonian physics. If you throw something at a certain speed uh, and it hits something, it will hit with a certain reaction. It will move in a certain way. And it describes the physical nature of things. But Once you go beneath the physical nature of things, there's a whole other quantum world that cannot be described in the same way that the physical world is described. The Sufis say, La ilaha illallah. Nothing exists but Allah. They talk about the illusory nature of existence and how this existence is an illusion, that the underpinnings of what we see is where reality is, but what we see is not reality. It is a manifestation that comes from those underpinnings. And we treat this manifestation as if it was the sum total of reality without understanding that what is holding this up and what is manifesting as this reality is where reality exists. So, this reality that we see is a shadow. Actual reality is somewhere beneath what we see. It's just like when you go to the movies. The projection that you see on the screen is not how that projection happened. That projection couldn't occur without something shining onto that screen and creating that light shadow that you see as a movie. Well, there's something creating the appearances that we see also. And it comes from inside of us. It comes from a deep place that we can't see that we don't yet comprehend because we're so involved, so tied into, so accustomed to, so dependent on this shadow world that we see. It's sometimes said that holy men walk without a shadow. Think about that. That means that even though they are manifest, their manifestation isn't solid in the same way that other people's manifestation has taken on a form that stops light. Their manifestation is such that it doesn't stop light. Therefore, there's no shadow. But to comprehend all this, to try to understand what's really going on, means that we have to transcend. We have to transcend our shadow existence. We have to transcend our interaction with the world of form we have to transcend our attachment to the world of form most of us live a life involved with reacting to form and to the things that form does for instance People create desire inside their being and involve it with the things that they see. So people see forms and they want them. And this deals with a large part of our lives. We interact with form. We may interact with inert objects and we interact with carbon-based objects. Carbon-based objects are the objects that live. So we interact males and females with each other in form. We see other faces, we react to those faces in an emotional way. We react with form in an emotional way. We interact with people in an emotional way. And people are constantly interacting with each other. And because of our attachment to the form of this world, because of our attachment to the way things appear to go on in this world, we have emotional and psychological reactions to what other people do to us. If someone praises us, we may become happy. If someone faults us, we may become sad. We have reactions to the world. Um, Our teacher Bao Muhayyiddin called it the world of praise and blame and different reactions by us to praise and blame someone who knows how to manipulate people has learned how to praise them so that he can get them to do what they want I know people that if you tell them they're great will jump off a bridge for you they're easy to manipulate. But that's because they haven't transcended. They haven't transcended form. If we want to truly understand the nature of our existence and the nature of our Creator and come to know ourselves and come to know our Creator, we have to lose our attachment to form. We have to somehow be able to go beyond form. Now, some of the things that keep us in our attachment to form is our relationships with people. Um, Our relationships with money our relationship with land, our relationship with power in this world. They keep us attached to the form. If we're powerful and we can manipulate form very easily by our words, for instance, when the Pharaoh said something, it was done because people feared the consequences of what he said. Well, because of this, the pharaoh developed enormous arrogance. Well, we are all pharaohs when we develop the arrogance of manipulating form. And there seems to be some kind of satisfaction that comes to our physical form and our mental imaging when we're able to use power. It makes people feel good about themselves. It makes them feel strong. It makes them feel important within the realm of form. And when you feel important within the realm of form your arrogance grows and your attachment to form grows so the more powerful you become the more you become attached to form the more you become attached to form the less you have the ability to transcend form Now, the religions tell you to be humble. Let's look at the word humility. And let's try to understand what it means. It means that you don't react to form. You are transcendent to form. So it looks, from one point of view, that you are a humble being. But in truth, you are beyond that. And humility truly means that you are beyond the reaction to form. That you have somehow developed yourself to the point that what other people do and what other people say no longer has an effect on you because you've transcended that. Now, if you've transcended it, where have you gone to? Where have you transcended to? You've transcended to the realm that is beyond form. And what is the realm that is beyond form? The realm that is beyond form is the realm of Allah, who alone exists. So you're entering closer into what is actually real and who you actually are. You are not form and you've gone to the place where you are no longer attached to form and you no longer react to form. So you're able to move through this existence without constantly being stopped by form and all of your emotional responses to form. The emotional responses to what happens to you within form can be crippling and can hold you in place for years and years. For instance, your best friend betrays you, a relative betrays you, somebody does something to you that's absolutely horrific for no reason, where you aren't at fault, and they for some reason have done something to make you feel terrible. Well, trying to counteract that can destroy your existence because it will take you to the place in this world of revenge and vengeance. And what does revenge and vengeance do to you? It makes you commit violations within the realm of form. So even though we are not form, we walk around in a body. And we've been given instruction on what we can do within this body not to violate that part of us that is non-form. So... How do we get out of these conundrums? How do we get out of these difficulties? How do we get out of these mazes that trap us? We have to transcend these feelings. We have to go beyond hate. We have to go beyond vengeance. We have to go beyond retribution. Jesus said, turn the other cheek so you wouldn't be spending your entire life fighting off the one who's trying to hit you. We need to be able to move ourselves into an area that is worthwhile for our progress as opposed to an area that holds us in place and keeps us within the difficulties that form creates and takes us beyond trying to solve problems in the form by using the methods of form. So, if someone cuts you, you cut them back. If someone insults you, you insult them back. If someone hates you, you hate them back. If someone injures you, you injure them back. If someone wrongs you, you wrong them back. You can spend a lifetime in this kind of exercise. And then all of a sudden you disappear and you haven't transcended. So what we need to do is leave the realm of attachment to form. We can't leave the realm of form, because we are encased within it. But we have to leave the realm of attachment to form, and we have to be able to see the illusion that exists. And we have to stop trying to rectify... Situations caused by abuse of form by doing the same thing back. So, somehow, we have to learn to love. And love is the transcendence that takes us beyond things. Love is the methodology to escape from being tied to the attachments that we have to form and all of the actions that have gone on in our lives through form that have caused us agony and have caused us pain and have caused us difficulty. So, somehow, we have to remove ourselves from the agony and from the pain. And how do we do it? We do it by beginning to understand the words that the prophet gave us and the truth in reality. As Jesus was on the cross, he said, Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Now, this example of forgiveness. This example of transcendence, this example of refusing to interact with form, is shown to us as being godly. And why is it godly? Because godly, God, can't be affected by the form within this world. He has complete control over it. He is beyond it. He created it. He doesn't need it. We, somehow, think we need it. We need satisfaction from it. We need to be able to resolve lingering and doubtful situations. There are countries where there are tribal animosities and tribal wars that have been going on for hundreds of years that have never been able to be resolved and can't be resolved until they kill each other off. It's that ingrained within them. Transcendence is a very rare thing. Why do monks become monks Why do they run away and dig a hole in a wall and sit there? They want to be able to detach from the world. Now, we have taken a path where we live within the world, but choose not to be of the world simultaneously. And we have to understand the nature of our path. And we have to understand that the resolution to the difficulties that we encounter within illusion cannot be solved by using the tools of illusion to rectify them. The difficulties we encounter in the realm of form cannot be solved by using form to rectify them. The only way that we can rectify things is by using the non-form that is transcendent to become whole. And this is by entering into Allah's qualities, which have no form, which don't depend on form, which are immutable and can't be corrupted, which don't need praise, and which aren't affected by blame. They are, and they are in truth. And it is in this truth that we have to enter. And it's into this truth that we can find who we are and find our reality and outside of this wherever we look we're never going to find answers to our problems because we're looking in the wrong places you will not find reality in the midst of illusion you will not find reality by using illusion to try and show you reality You will not find reality by using form to try and find reality. Shadows are not light. And you can't use shadows to form light. You are light. And to return to light, you have to transcend the shadow world. So we live in the shadow world... Looking for the light world, we can't use the shadow world to solve the problem of finding the light world. We have to use light. And that light comes from the qualities that are God. And in the penultimate understanding of things, love is at the forefront of resolution. Love is at the forefront of release Love is at the forefront of liberation. And it is through love that we will find our true selves. May it be so for each of us. Amin. Amin. Yeah. Ya Rabbi lalameen. Assalamu rahmatullahi warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.